0: So on today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, we are breaking a taboo. I realized that on this show where we talk about getting out there and getting visible, that sometimes there is something that we need, a message we need to share, particularly those of us who are very purpose-driven, entrepreneurs or coaches or whatever you are. Sometimes there's something you want to talk about that's actually really difficult for you or potentially for your ideal client. And today I am joined by Julie Cholan, who is founder of Secret Whispers, which will be diving into what that big secret is. And I want you, as you're listening to this, to think about what is it you're not saying or you're shying away from saying that actually your ideal client needs to hear. So hello, Julie, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Hello, Anna, and thank you very much for having me. So for those people who don't know you and your work, I came across you online because you were talking about something no one was really talking about. And I knew you had a product and I went away and found out a little bit about it, had a little look on your website, had a look on Amazon, but it's not the kind of product that I was ever going to get out there and share. Even though I think you're, because it's not necessarily something I want associated with me, if that makes sense. Of course. And I was listening to you on another podcast a few weeks ago, and I thought there's something interesting here. Here I am talking about visibility. But what happens if we need to talk about something taboo? And that's what I want us to discuss today. So, Julie, what I'd love you to do is to to talk about what this topic is, what this product is that helps with something no one wants to talk about.
1: Okay, so I'll take you back to January 2018. When I was just random article that came up on the internet, and I was reading it, and it said, regardless of how amazing you may think your pelvic floor is, the likelihood of an issue developing goes up by fifty percent for the onset of perimenopause. And I was turning forty the following year, and I remember thinking, "What? There's absolutely no way this is happening to me. I've been doing my Kegels since I was fourteen, and I assumed every woman did." So I started asking people about how their pelvic floor was. And after <laughs> As ended, you do,
0: over a cup of tea. <laughs> how's, your, how's your pelvic floor? And the thing with that is that the moment you say to a woman, how's your pelvic, are you doing your pelvic floor exercise? Everyone starts. They're not <laughs> telling you, but you know, <laughs> there's some clenching going on. And this is it. I was asking the mums in the school playground and the
1: initial reaction was head down. There's the mad woman walk on. <laughs> after a while they started coming up to me going thank you for talking about this i thought this was normal i thought after giving birth it was normal to leak. it was normal to wear ten pad lady pads i thought prolapses were normal and i thought what is going on why do people why are women accepting this and if you look at the certain propaganda ads you see on tv they portray leakage as normal and even expected after childbirth, which absolutely angers me because it is so fixable. So it led me to decide what sort of a product do I want for my pelvic floor, because I knew just doing kegels alone wasn't enough. I needed some sort of a weight resistance. Anything I bought was cheap, nasty, aimed for sex market. So I sat down, designed it. And while I was designing it, I always envisioned it sitting on the shelf in John Lewis in the exercise department.
0: So that's why it's very elegant and discreet. But just so you know, Julie's holding one up. <laughs> Here's one she made earlier. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> so I designed it all.
1: It took me six months of literally working day and night with people all over the world, graphic designers, different factories. And it arrived. And I will never forget my husband's face. He went, did you do this? I'm like, yeah, wow. I did. Wow. What were you doing before, Julie? Oh, before. Oh, I've got such a varied background. So before that, just initially before that, I was actually in wholesale, buying in wholesale at a little lockup. It was doing very well, but I wasn't enjoying it. And I've got an autoimmune disease, ankylosis spondylitis, which means that any heavy lifting accelerator really triggers my back. So what I did was I sold everything off in 2017, 2017, 2018. And that enabled my husband then to give up his job. And now he runs his own company. So I've always been into buying and selling, etc. But this was the first time I've ever done my own branded product. Yeah, so I launched it then seven months later. And like I say, I was up all hours speaking to people in Australia, China, America, just to bring the whole thing together. And when it launched, I knew the demand was out there. I knew the demand was out there but I never expected the success that it had. It just was absolutely amazing. And the reason it's done so well is because obviously it's an amazing product. It works. But because women are delighted to see somebody happy to stand up and talk about this and break this taboo, because for some reason, women feel ashamed. And I always say there's absolutely no shame. The only shame is a total lack of education and support that women are given. My mission is to get this education brought into high schools. So girls and boys, because men have got a pelvic floor too. And that's always a shock to the system. I know,
0: you fascinated me with that when I heard that, when you heard you on the other podcast, that this is an issue for men. So yes, they aren't actually physically going to have their bit fall out of their body, which is what a prolapse is, ladies. But men can have erectile dysfunction as a result. Oh, my goodness. Why don't we know
1: this stuff? Exactly. So I want to see the education in high schools, girls and boys taught what a pelvic floor is, why it's so important and how to do a Kegel exercise. Then we wouldn't have women going through all these issues. So I was at the running show in January. There were 15,000 people that weekend. We sold out in less than three hours. I had a gynae nurse with me. She has seen what happens if women are not looking after their pelvic floor. We had girls from late teenage years all the way through to the 80s all with issues. And what women need to understand is incontinence has no discrimination. If you've got a pelvic floor, it's regardless of having children, Age, anything, everybody is at risk if you don't look after it. And what I found interesting was when the men were there with their wives to support them, they would ask, what can I do to help? You know, what's a kegel exercise? And I would say, are you doing yours? And they would go, what? I don't have a pelvic floor. And as soon as I mentioned dribbles, erectile dysfunction, they're literally on their knees going, teach me, teach me.
0: How do I do this? So it's so important as well for men. So I I, I said to you before we came on that there is some family history of this and that I did not feel able to say exactly what that family history looked like because that's not my story to tell. And the reason it's not my story to tell is because I know that there would be some shame and embarrassment about around that for my family members. And what was interesting is you said, I started doing this when I was 14. And that really interested me because who told you and why did you know it was important? I've got three children and I wasn't made aware of this need to do pelvic floor exercises until I was already pregnant. And actually my third pregnancy, as you may know, I had so many complications and so much trouble with my pelvis. I was advised not to do them for two years after the birth because the rest of my body was in shock and that I shouldn't. So listening to you and listening to you talking about how this can affect your whole life and having seen someone go through a prolapse and seeing what that did—not just to them, but to the family around them—because it was devastating to be in that stage, waiting for an operation. And nobody wants an operation to fix their body. Nobody wants that. And when it's something that affects whether you can get up off the sofa, whether you can leave the house, whether you know, this is this is everything. That I just thought I really wanted to talk about this, and I'm curious. I'm curious how you find sharing this stuff online. What challenges do you find with that? I don't find any challenges. The way I honestly feel like I am on a
1: mission because every single time a woman says to me, and I love the feedback, thank you, thank you, thank you. My life has changed. I had a doctor ring me one day to say thank you so much. For the first time in eight years, I had sex with my husband without leaking on him. And I know women have, they do the little giggles about the leakage, but I can tell you now inside the psychological effects it has on women, it is huge. The other big issue is as well, if a woman develops leakage after childbirth, the likelihood of postnatal depression goes up by 50%. Wow. This is all well known, but nobody's doing anything about it. And it's just simple education. Again, I've got women who were told they needed surgery, no longer need surgery, I want women to understand that surgery is always the last option. It is not a quick fix. And to understand your pelvic floor is just a muscle like any other muscle and it needs to be exercised. It really is as simple as that. So just
0: changing women's lives, just, yeah, it's everything to me. And do you find that people share about your products online? They do. Or do they share in particular places? It's getting
1: more and more open because I'm able to talk about it. It gives women the courage then to talk about it. And I'll always hear... Hope you don't mind me telling you this, but I'm like I hear it all the time. Why are you whispering? What? There's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, you need to get the help and the support that you deserve. But yeah, it's just incredible to see so many lives being changed
0: and mm. giving women the confidence to know that they can talk about this. That I can nice. remember being—it was probably after my second child. Actually, we were in a gym we were in a you know like a toddler gym but it was actually a proper gym where kids trained and i can remember my son it was be my daughter she got on this like running trampoline thing and she just legged it and she was going to fall off and i remember in the way you only do when you have toddlers moving at the speed of light and then realizing i really can't be on a trampoline anymore And thinking that that was just normal and thinking, well, I just won't do that anymore. I'll just make sure I avoid those situations. And when you think about, you know, I I didn't have a major problem. That was a minor thing for me. But when you think about that escalated and that then impacting people's lives and them feeling very stuck, limited, trapped by their own body, it's so important we get messages out there. And what is it then that that drives you to do this? Why? Why was it reading that article in 2018? What was it about that that made you think, I've got this?
1: When I was speaking to other women, I'm just hearing the same things over again. These are women who have given birth. Number one, what was the pelvic floor? What's Kegels? Julie, it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. And I knew there and then I had to do something to change it. And you touched on about it affecting women's lives in a whole. So what we noticed was in May, a huge spike of inquiries from women. So women who had never ran or done exercise suddenly during lockdown took up running, hit classes, all of a sudden developing leakage issues. So we started the campaign, Don't Ignore the Pelvic Floor. I don't know if you've seen it in social media. Wow. Well, I did not expect that. It was amazing. It was picked up so many different magazines. One magazine in particular had a reach of over 500 million. It's been incredible. And women started exercising, developed legs, stopped exercising. And the message we wanted to get out there was, don't give up, ladies. You need to focus on your pelvic floor and we get you back exercising.
0: You know, you don't exercise. It affects your health. It affects your mental health. It affects your weight, which again affects your health, which leads to depression. All sorts of things that are connected with that. So what opportunities have come to you that you just could never have imagined.
1: Wow, so many. So um, like I said, the run show in January, they had 15,000 over the weekend. It was amazing. We were the biggest stand, the busiest stand. They couldn't believe how many women had issues. So now I'm in the running community. Unfortunately, I'd booked exhibitions for every month this year. (laughs) Heartbreak. All gone. And it's been really, really tough because the money goes with it. You put down a deposit, it just gets postponed. Your cash flow doesn't work that same way, so it's really difficult. The opportunities have been amazing. For example, I do my goal list a couple of times a week, and I love reading through it. And I had a lady, if your listeners can remember this lady, Rosemary Conley, health Mm -hmm. and fitness guru.
0: She was like the lady in Lycra, wasn't she, when we were growing
1: up? I had her on my goal list for over a year. I had the opportunity, I say I had the opportunity, Always remember, it may look on the outside like I've got this incredible force of the universe working in my favor. I can tell you now, I I Mm -hmm. made it happen. So I made sure I was there because I knew she'd be there. And she was surrounded. I couldn't get near her, but I waited for my opportunity. I got her, showed her my Kegel kit. She loved it. I then asked if I could have her email. So I spent some time building up the relationship. Then we got talks. I'll never forget the day she rang me up. I was sitting at the computer, answered the phone. she goes, "Hello, Julius Roseberry here. I almost fell off the <laughs> fell off the chair under the floor. We got speaking. I asked her for some business mentorship um a few weeks ago, she invited me around to the house, and she spent all morning with me going through my business plan and giving me advice. None of these opportunities would happen if you don't put yourself out there. It is so true, and if you want something you just have to go and put the wheels in motion and keep telling everybody what you want. And then they keep thinking about what you want. It just happens. And the opportunities are out there to be grabbed. So what's next for your business? So next for my business is I want to come up with some sort of a program, a women's health and fitness program. I'm doing talks as well. Next Friday, I'm actually a Guest keynote speaker for the Women Who Awards, so I'm doing that. My first ever public speaking gig, so rather nervous, but again, a huge opportunity. And again, it's just developing around the Kegel kit, all the different exercise programs, and support that can be made available, and collaborating with other women in the same arena. And yeah, endless possibilities out there.
0: And what does your business look like in terms of team and support now? Because you started very much with I've read this article. I'm obsessed with just chatting to random women in the playgrounds. What a thing to be known for, but there's a business in it. For, this is what I say to people, follow your passion. Just go for it because there's an opportunity in that. What does that look like now for you in terms of team? Team. So at the minute, I only ever use freelancers,
1: but I'm very excited with this government Kickstarter scheme. And I actually sat down and I drew up what's the word, an employee form of what I would need. And I called it social media assistance. Three pages in, and I was still going with tasks just for social media. I had to have a lie down. I said to my husband. So you've been doing all of this. I do all of this. This is ridiculous. Then I went over and I said, I'm going to do another position. And I call that e-commerce. Again, that went over three pages. Those are just two of the tasks. And you know yourself out of the whole business I'm trying to do myself. So to be able to bring somebody in and train them up, can you imagine the knowledge they'll gain from that? They'll get to see a business that started from nothing. They'll learn how to produce, manufacture, all the e-commerce platforms, customer support, everything. So, so
0: remind me, the, the kick. I don't know much about the government Kickstarter scheme. So who are they targeting? So it has been set
1: up. And um, it didn't get a lot of applause, rightfully so, because they'd said you have to be able to take on a minimum of 30 16 to 24 year olds here on universal credit. Of course, that knocks out all small businesses. So what's happened is some people are setting themselves up as the head person with 30 separate limited companies under them and they go in as a package. Ah. So they will give you an employee for 25 hours a week. They pay their wages. They pay their tax. And um, They give you 1500 upfront up front to help set them up, so the laptop, etc., everything else. And that is a game changer, especially for somebody like myself starting out, to be able to have that help. Because then I can actually focus on growing and building the business, working on it rather than in it.
0: And do you get a chance to vet and interview who comes on board? Yes, you do. You get mm-hmm. to see That's who you important. want.
1: Yeah, you get to interview them. So yeah, you can um, have all your questions ready. And um, after the six months, you can choose to keep them on. You pay them, obviously, or you can then get another one. So it's a very good opportunity for anybody out
0: there. So looking back then, Julie, it's not that far since you had this moment of, I've got to do something about this. What do you think have been your biggest setbacks and what have been your biggest learnings?
1: Wow. There are so many. There's some days you think the sky's the limit. Everything is amazing. And the next day, everything drops out of your world. It's just, you understand yourself as like a roller coaster. Everything I've learned myself, I have learned all the pitfalls of dealing with manufacturers, inspections, shipping, customs, duty, all of it. And you know what's, It's so true? You always learn quick and fast whenever it goes wrong. And it is the best way, learn quick and fast and move on. And um, there's always a way out. There's always a way to be figured out. Yeah, there's so many things you can learn from. And somebody said this, and it's so true. fail your way forward. In the dark. And it's like I say to my sons, what have you failed at today? What did you struggle with today? And I always tell them failure is a good thing because it's the only way that you learn. You need to fall down to learn things. Yes, I made lots of bad business decisions, naivety. This year alone has been really, really tough, like I say, because I thought this is amazing. Exhibitions are the way forward for me. Then they all went with a lot of money with them. So some of the good stuff is the social media impact I've had has been amazing. So many people just want to support me. Yeah, not
0: just, yeah, just so many opportunities out there. Even with yourself, you are on my goal list as well, Anna. Hey, <laughs> okay. I actually reached out to Julie because there was something in what she's doing. One, I admire it. And two, I know I have a platform and I talk a lot about podcasts, particularly being an opportunity to change one person's life at a time. And I felt, well, I, we talk a lot about marketing and business, but what actually if I have someone in my tens of thousands of people who tune in who needs to hear this message. So that's why we're here today. It makes me feel a bit tingly because I feel actually many of us in the coaching and on, online space are, we have opportunities to get other people's messages out there and say that's kind of why Julie's here today. So, okay, to wrap up then, Julie, mm-hmm. first of all, I want, want to just let people know where they can find you, the best place to find you. And then what would be your tip then? What would be your tips to someone who, it's just feeling at that stage of I am compelled to do this. I don't know what it looks like, but I have to do this. What would be your, your advice for them? Just go just go and
1: jump straight in because most of the time you've absolutely no idea where you're going. But if you've got a mission and you've got a passion and you've got integrity and you're doing everything for the right reason, it is so true the universe somehow just comes together and pushes you. But you have to be passionate and you have to be brave if that makes sense just to let it sometimes take you where you want to go and Mm. always put it out there everything that you want put it out there if you want to meet somebody put it out there if you want to be on Anna's podcast write it down and make sure it happens just like I did (laughs) if you want to be in a magazine anything you want write it down and there is something that really works and a lot of
0: people don't like the woo-woo of the universe Uh thing but Uh for me I know it works so just believe in yourself Yeah. yeah me too I know everything I've created, everything I've done is because I set out to do it. Exactly.
1: And if you want it, you will get it.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Just tell us, as we fa- wrap up, where's the best place to find you? Well, the best place
1: to find me is secretwhispers.co.uk. And if you want to be involved in a lovely, supportive, close Facebook group that I have, you can find me on Facebook as well. And I set that up just because women had the support around them. It's private and they all hold each other accountable. And when they see each other's results, it motivates the other one. And finally, Ladies and men, do your kegels every day. Right now. Do it now. Don't wait. (laughs) Do it now. Do it when you're brushing your teeth easy as that and then you never forget that's the best way to incorporate it yeah habit stacking exactly and then the idea of the weights are to really strengthen your pelvic floor so yeah any questions just come over and see me in Sacred whispers
0: Fabulous. thank you Anna, for having me you are more than welcome thank you so much for tuning in and those of you out there go find out because this work whether it's something you think you need right now you probably do and there will be someone in your life some man or woman in your life who needs to hear this message that's it for today thank